Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and today's date is 10-20-2020, and last night I um, went through and picked out some podcasts that I think that you'll enjoy, and I'm going to start ranking these, and there will be a prize for the best podcast, and you guys can vote as well. Um... I have to figure out how long the process will go through and then when the actual, um, and what the gift will be, so. But I just thought that that was something that, um, would be important to people. Okay, so this one that we're going to listen to is called The Darkest Web. It's going to take, I think, three a separate uh, take, so it'll be a three-part. And we're going to get to that. So it's not just about 
the dark web and red rooms this is going to be a series we're hoping to do at least four episodes and we're gonna try to go in a bit lightly because the structure ron gave us he was he's so desensitized by all of his research into this stuff he just wanted to go full on from the get-go and ron going full on if you didn't hear me say previously when i interviewed him in my podcast he was the first guest ever that made me throw up in my own mouth oh my god and because we were on camera i had to casually swallow it down so the content is going to be really disturbing and hard-hitting why are we doing this are we basking in in um you know heinous things no what we're doing is part of our mantra end the war on drugs begin the war on pedophiles exposing these bastards in these dark hideouts that they congregate and share tips on best way to grab a kid yeah best way to get a kid best way to do all this and that ron's going to take us on this exploration so part one today he's going to take us in gently and we're going to build up to the more hardcore stuff but ron's gentle i imagine is still going to be have a vomit bag yeah. on hand it's, it's, because anything could be said at any moment. It's been it's been dialed back a lot, and I think it's it's good for me to be able to present the information to a wider audience in a way that isn't, like you say, so horrific. Um, and that's how I've always edited the documentaries. For me, I want there to be an emotional reaction in people because these kids, these trafficked uh, adults, what they go through. We, I don't feel like anyone has the right to look away, right, because they are too upset about the reality. I'm just presenting reality. There's no hamming up or anything. Nothing has been glorified or, or made up. You're just seeing the facts, and the facts are often too much for people. And there was one thing um, when I was... Uh, well, in this introductory episode, we're going to sort of cover... Uh, the child lover pedophile we're going to look at a couple of uh, actual cases we're going to dip dip into the deep web live we're going to have a look at two sites that um supposedly sell this content and we're going to deep dive into a massive pedophile community um and have a little read of their conversations and one thing that was quite bizarre was after i'd done the podcast uh on your show I actually got an email from a convicted pedophile who sent me a very long email about his crimes and all the rest of it. And he was one of your viewers who's seen me on the podcast, went and watched my documentary. And in the documentary, I said I tried to contact convicted pedophiles for the documentary and no one responded. So we're going to have a little look over the few over the next few weeks at his letter uh, I may also take some questions from your fans and relay them to some predators. We've got a deep web, uh, random talk to pedophile chat room that at one point we're going to we're going to sort of delve into and uh, some questions to some willing monsters. But before we do that, what I would like to do is just very quickly uh, just showcase something that is called the uh, Pedo Map Live. Now, the Pedomap Live is a group of programmers who've set up this. One second, this one. All right. Uh, they have set up this, this site. And basically what this does 
is every time somebody on an unsecured network, okay, which means somebody with a visible IP on the deep web, any time that they try and access uh, child porn, they get a hit, okay? And what you'll see is in the gray box down the bottom here is the partial IPs, the browser being used, the operating system, the device, the location, uh, their pedo score, and if they're watching or downloading. And what I'm going to do is just let this run for the duration of the of the stream, and we'll see how many. Pedo score means, please. I don't actually know. I think it's the severity of the content that they're viewing. If that makes sense, I don't know if some sites they're on get a higher score because of the horrificness of the content. There isn't anything much about the pedo score on here. Um, but we can have a little deep dive into this at the end and have a look at the, the statistics. Uh, but we can zoom into the map and if each one of these is somebody that's basically, you know, looking at this shit right now. So this will give us a, a, wow. a sort of look at the problem as we progress through this so that we can see um, the realities of the situation over time, which I think is going to be interesting for some people. Uh, it's hard for some people to take. Uh, but when it's presented in data form like that, um, it can be a little bit more palatable because data is not as hard to, to look at as the conversations between some of the most horrific individuals on the planet. And throughout this series, we're going to talk about some of those communities. There's a community that, that comes and goes uh, very high level in the, the hardcore realm. And... That's where we're going to end up. We're going to get to the point of the red rooms and the torture and all the rest. But I think for Atwood's audience, I'd like to start on a, a history lesson, if you will. A little history lesson into the deep web, uh, where I began and why I started. And really, some of what can only be referred to as the thing of legends, but they are reality. And we're, we start off with Pink Meth, which was a community years ago that it was gathering up information on uh, young women their facebook's their their social information their contact information uh, if they've been hacked if they've got rats on their system and things like this and it was for the sole purpose of blackmailing people that was the only reason and you had people there that were there to blackmail for money you were there for people there who were there to blackmail for horrific content to be made but there was also those who wanted to push for those people to commit suicide and this was a common thing. Now, to put sextortion into reality for you, I'm going to play you the intro to uh, a documentary that I made at the start of 2019 all about this. This was really my road into making documentaries at a starting point that got me onto the deep web. Pink Meth was the reason I went on the deep web. I couldn't believe that people were getting their webcams hacked and then... You know, a 15 or 14 year old girl is getting changed for school in the morning. They take some pictures of her while she's getting changed and they say, if you don't, you know, okay, let's calm this down a second. If you don't do what we say, then we're going to release these images. And of course, the things that they say to do are progressively more horrific. And, you know, for once, I'm not going to name what those things are because we're trying to not hor horrify people straight away. Um, but I'd like to just give you the the intro to this this documentary it will really give you an idea of sextortion and just how dangerous uh 
an enterprise it currently is and was on the deep web. And these cases still go on to this day. So I'm just going to set that up right now. Okay. I mean, have you, do you know about the, the, the high levels of um, sort of sextortion that went on on the deep web? No. No. Yeah, it's it's something that is, is really, really shocking. Right, give me one second. Pause this. All right, everyone, you just so need to people bear... watching this. People watching this who's clicked on from my socials, I urge you to please support Ron and subscribe to his channel. He's doing great work. He's like on the front line. War against Peter Thales. So this is an advert that was put out to scare people. I'm Jess. Basically. Um, I noticed that you're kind of cute. I hope this doesn't sound lame, but sometimes you just want to have some fun. Do you know what I mean? And I'd really like to have some fun with you. do that for money. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. I She's could young. take my top off. She's really young. And these are real cases. Oh, this is a real case. Yeah. This, no, no, this, this is an advert like that, that was prepared yeah. by the police oh. to scare people to keep their clothes on. Oh, you can take your top off. Don't worry, don't worry. This is, this is all approved by the. Maybe your jeans too. I'd like to watch you doing stuff while I do stuff. It's designed to make Except you feel as uncomfortable as you're feeling right maybe now. Maybe you shouldn't. Because you know what? But this is a reality. You're being recorded. Understand? Gorgeous, isn't she? Yeah. She works for me. You're, you're being, being blackmailed. blackmailed. Your contacts have been downloaded. The film will be shared with your friends, your family, your workmates. Everyone you know. Unless... And if you think you can talk me out of it, think again. Because for those of us pressing the buttons behind the scenes, it's just business. Okay, so this entire so series called uh, Sextortion. Like I say, I put this out last year. It's in two parts. Um, and the first part really focuses on the history, like where we're going into now. And looking at the business side of this, there is literally call center-like businesses in the Philippines. Like you're talking, if you hit your target, you get a bonus in the sextortion world. We're talking rows of chairs with computers, with people sat at them like employees, sextorting people all around the world. Like that is the, the criminal enterprise level of it all. And it's important that you understand that is the capabilities of these people and when it comes to just the porn that they want the people to make that's one thing but when it comes to animals when it comes to self-harm when it comes to doing really horrific things to yourself because of the fear that you have of 
what these individuals are going to do and the control it is unbelievable there has been massive pedophile cases where sextortion has been at the heart of their operational motive if that makes sense so all ties into blackmail and you know yourself the criminal world and blackmail it's not an uncommon thing can we let's slow down let me just go over this a minute sure um so you're saying that was a video the police put out to warn people about sextortion yes the one with the girl yeah yeah now, now i'm now my what my brain is saying okay so the people who would succumb to sextortion would be pedophiles well the people that would succumb to sextortion are are anyone like for example if i hacked your mobile phone right and then yeah. you were in the bath watching something on netflix and when you stood up yeah. in the bath i took a picture of your private parts and then emailed it to you and said mate i've got hours of this okay like go and get the peanut butter in a labrador or i'm going to email this to everyone that is how people okay. end up sextorted people so, so there's, a, there's a there's a spectrum that's all i wanted to know there's yeah. a spectrum of sextortion yeah ranging from sextorting pedophiles to sextorting normal people oh absolutely like you could see because because that that video my, my what i was thinking that video made me really uncomfortable yeah but what i was thinking was okay if you if so if that pops up on your computer and you continue watching that then you're a pedophile and perhaps you deserve to be sextorted well right the point That's you're missing is that people are mostly people to commit crimes no, here no. but no i've got you know you're, you're missing the point wouldn't they deserve we're talking about 15 year olds let's say a 14 year old girl meets a what she thinks is a 14 year old boy and that guy catfishes her into taking her top off on skype that is what that little girl that girl represented it's teenagers who are mostly fall victim to this when it comes to yeah yeah i mean you misinterpreted uh, that so I that was that was imagine a teenager being told to do all this those are the vulnerable ones when it comes to and those are the ones right. those are the major cases where people have killed themselves and all the rest of it now mm. we're going to take a look at an actual case in a minute of a massive british pedophile who used extortion as his tactics and it's a grim tale because of the age of his victims and we'll, we'll get to that but sextortion happens to anyone it could happen hey listen it happens to pedophiles as well they get baited out and people will wreck <laughs> oh their lives God. and you know i'm not saying that uh, i support crimes either but you know if you're compelled to do a crime i'm just saying and it's difficult when um, it's teenagers and your kids now parents if you're watching the one thing you need to drill into your kids is that there's never anything that they can do on the internet or that can happen to them on the internet that you cannot they can't tell you about no matter how embarrassing it is there is a there's been cases where 15 year old boys uh, have you know thought they were talking to a girl and they decide to sit and you know play with each other on the, on webcams and then you know a week later that boy's hung himself <gasps> this, these are real cases and I go into all in the sextortion um, documentary series and I just wanted to touch on the blackmail because it's important that you understand how many levels of darkness and criminality there is to these organized groups on the deep web. So, carry on. Yeah, that's good to know. I had no idea that... Um, oh, it's massive. It was, it was going on on this scale 
and the range of the victims of sextortion. Yeah. This is all new to me. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why we're here on, you know, educating us about, yeah. about this stuff. It's great. Um, even in the new documentary uh, trailer, one of the police that's in the, in the bit of footage talks about yeah. how he's seen everything it's when it comes to child life. abuse, from babies yeah. being abused right the way up to teenagers crying because they're being sextorted. You know what I mean? It is so common. It's so common you would be terrified. It's crazy. And it can happen to anyone. And just just quickly, so when we... Oh, yeah, Black Mirror, the second the comments, it, it did bring to mind Black Mirror. I yeah. did see that episode. Yeah, yes. compelling viewing. Yes, yeah. yes. But you know, you understand that the little boy at the end was pedophile, right? He just got done saying he never even knew it existed. The little boy at the end was pedophile. So just, just to clear that up, all right? Just in case you're all like, oh, no, 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 no. he was a pedophile. Right, so just clearing that up. That's why he got busted. Do you know what I'm saying? At the end. So I'd like to show you what I'd like to do for your audience is whenever I talk about something like this, I'd like to show you a real world case because I think it's important that you know I'm not just talking a lot of nonsense. And there is a horrible man uh, that we're going to now be introduced to. And just uh, give me one minute. To swap this over. Okay, so sit back and uh, we're going to meet our first real world predator. So, for us, this has been a relentless pursuit to catch Dr. Matthew Folder. But what saddened me is his relentless pursuit of the victims, and he would stop at nothing to exploit them, to make them feel sad, humiliated, or unhappy. And he didn't really care in any way, shape or form how that manifested. When the sole motivation of an individual is purely to cause pain to another, that's quite hard to grasp. The offences that I've arrested you on suspicion of being involved in yep. were blackmail, causing or inciting a child to engage in sexual activity, possessing indecent images of children, distributing indecent images of children, and causing GBH injuries to a person. And this individual, the sole motivation was to inflict pain on another and the journey to that. It was all about the complete and total power and control over another person. Have you done that? No comment. Have you sent pictures of your blackmail victims to the parents? No comment. Listen to this. He emailed one teenage victim I wanted to offer you two choices. A, you take some more photos for me, slightly different from before. B, I get upset, and instead of sending money, I send printouts of all the pictures you have done to your address at many points in the future, in envelopes that your mother is likely to open. Could you imagine that? The girl was 15 at the time. Matthew Folder was jailed for more than 30 years for blackmailing vulnerable young people into carrying out depraved sexual acts. The judge in that case called him warped and sadistic. A university lecturer described as one of Britain's most prolific paedophiles has been jailed for 32 years. 29-year-old Matthew Folder, a Cambridge graduate, admitted 137 offences, including encouraging the rape of a child. He approached his victims online and then blackmailed them into sending him increasingly depraved images. At least four of his victims tried to take their own lives. Folder was finally caught after an operation involving agencies around the world. I mean, how, how crazy when you see a face 
to the monster, to the to the myth. Like that is the thing of dark web legend. The the horrible doctor creeping around, blackmailing women and kids and encouraging people to do depraved acts. But that's real. Oh, that's mind blowing. Cambridge graduate. He's yeah. got all the world opened up to him in the right. future. Obviously got a good education, good background. Has to do sick shit like that. I hope he ends up in the shower in the prison and uh, the gang yeah. members yeah. take care of it. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well. Ironically, the, the, the next predator as we move through this, that's the myth. That's how exactly how we ended up. Anybody who so harms a child is pretty much dead. first one is an actual is actual shots from the the pink meth communities so you can see and also none of, none of this exists on the deep web anymore there is archive sites but the, the these specific ones i'm showing you do not exist so you can see girls names and their photographs and all their personal information would be listed with this um this is a dead site as well. None of this is uh, still online. And this was a this was a huge blackmail community. Um, it was unbelievable. It was called Dark Scandals. It ran for years, um, and it's had multiple URLs. Um, sort of ex revenge porn site on the deep web known as Pink Meth, where guys paid to post explicit photos of and videos of their former partners. Ages reigning between preteen to adulthood. The site took it a bit further by inputting full names, links, social social websites, and addresses. You can imagine some of these girls got a lot of harassment and also put their lives in danger. So it's real. These aren't myths that we're talking about. I'm never ever going to present to you unless I say, you know, it's you know, it's deep web myth and legend story time. We're always going to be talking about the facts. So. Our introduction to the history of the deep web and where I started was Pink Meth and the sextortion scandals. And from there, sadly, it led to me not witnessing, but knowing that it was there in such prevalence and such a prolific manner is the child abuse, the pedophilia is unbelievable. And there's things that we're just gonna skim over that I, I, I deep dived into on my channel that are just not, they're not able to be put into this series as fully because it's just, we're trying to break these in easily. So the the next thing I'd like to sort of, well, unless you've got anything you want to touch on on that, Sean, is there anything that, you know, as, a, as far as that side of the dark web goes, have you ever heard of anything like that? Or is that all new, all new to you? This is all new to me. I'm just my mind is just being blown right now, and I imagine Never the people watching this. So just to yeah, hear you tell me on the podcast is one caster. thing, but then for you to actually post images and videos of the perpetrators and show exactly what they're doing and demonstrate it in that way, it, it just makes it even more powerful. You're the message you're trying to get out, and looking at the I'm chat, right, I can see that the the same reaction is they're having the same reaction saying it's all new to them as well yes. oh really okay this is your special you see this it's... is your specialty this is where you go and you're taking us right there and i appreciate that see this is a lot of the people that are here from my community this is this is where we were over a year and a half ago is right here so taking you guys through it all it's 
it's good to know that it's worth repeating myself if that makes sense because uh, it's a new audience and I really want you guys to to come on this journey so we're now going to have a little look at the reality of what I do here just for a minute so in 2009 me and uh, the channel the team we looked into a company called Brimma Models and they were a prolific um, Ukrainian child modeling agency that had a YouTube channel that was just unacceptable. And at that point, we'd already assisted in taking down uh, a company called Belen Kazar out in Venezuela. They got raided, their CEOs were arrested, they were released without charge, but all of their social medias were completely destroyed and had to be rebuilt. Um, and all of their website had to be changed. There's a lot. And there might be a follow-up on that to come. Uh, that was the first time that anyone had ever sent me a cease and assist order. And I'm pretty sure I printed it out and sent him a video of me wiping my ass with it and told him that he better come to Scotland if he ever wants to fucking ask me anything ever again. Um, so Brimma Models, we covered in 2019. I did a follow-up in June of 2020. And that was working in conjunction with our anonymous team of researchers. Massive shout out to them. I strongly suggest, I strongly um, believe that their research was the reason that I can now tell you that Brima Models was raided by the Ukrainian special police. The owners were arrested and they were done for distributing and creating child pornography. Now, to understand no, how this exists on the surface web, Okay. And, put a and what exploitation is, what child pornography is, and what the legal the side line, of what you can show as a photographer, monster. as a fan club, um, whatever, is very important. Okay? So what I'd like to show you, first of all, is where Brimma Models uh, and why Brimma Models had to be taken down. You need to... These are all censored images. This is a video that's on YouTube, um, and there is, it is a trigger warning. But there's no there's no abuse going on. It is what you would consider skirting the edge, okay? And it's important that you understand the levels that these individuals went to because this website goes right right into the deep web, and we're going to have a look at right now Brimma Models private deep web community within another pedophile community with 1.6 million registered members. 1.6 million registered pedophiles, content creators. We're talking lists of photography studios that do this kind of thing. Bonkers, all right? So what we're going to do is we're just going to take a little dive into that just now. And uh, there's a little bit of reading here for you. I do apologize. Um, it is screenshots. Um, but I think it's important that you see the conversations that go on not on the surface web communities, but the deep web communities that are actually facilitating the trafficking and content creation of these children. You're going to have a look at the deep web messages first, and then we're going to have uh, a look at the, the content that this company was trying to distribute and why it was taken down. So first of all, we're going to have a quick look at those deep web posts. Young girls being exposed. 
exploited traffic around agencies and exploited for profit through a network of individuals in the Ukraine. What we're looking at now are some screenshots from the deep website Rindex where the communities discuss these custom sets, discuss trading them, and we'll also look into the tactics in which rumor models are using to hide on the dark web in order to distribute and profit from these highly, highly inappropriate child custom sets. Sorry about that. 
I've got you back. I've got you back. Sorry about that. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. Yes, the video was playing in the background. I beg your pardon. Is that okay now? Are we okay? Yeah. Turn it off. Okay. There, yep, there you go. Okay, sorry, I beg your pardon. This is the first, you got to understand, this is the first night of this new setup, okay? I've got two PCs running, a mixer board, uh, everything's set up. There should literally be two other people here doing this job, okay? All right, so I'm doing my best. All right, we're doing our best. Um, but yeah, you're doing a great job considering these Illuminati yeah, bastards trying to prevent this from happening. I'm telling you, it's and madness. I can't live stream, so don't sweat it. You're doing great, man. It's all good. So, what the hell did we just watch? Oh yeah, okay. So the conversations are there, and that's important. That's important that you understand that that was a surface web child modeling agency. That was their deep web child porn production community that you were witnessing the, spe the, the discussions of there. Now, they're in jail. They are literally in jail. So the researchers that helped me out with this, I'm telling you, thank you so, so much if you're watching this because I'm telling you, you're the reason that these guys are in jail. I just made a video on it. You guys did the work. Unreal. But that was a mega win. A mega, mega win. So exciting stuff, man, when things like that happen. Congratulations on taking these bastards down. Well, it's, it's a slow, arduous process. So, when we talk about taking the bastards down as well, there's a reason I focus on reporting communities on the deep web. Because, in my opinion, you're never really going to stop the distribution of anything digital, whether it's a stolen recipe book or child abuse content. If it's digital, it, it's just, it's never going to go anywhere. And... When you try and learn and investigate, you're not going to... Oh, shit. What was that, mate? Oh, that was that just going off. So I'm just going to give you a quick look at the deep web, okay, and how I don't have images on. So let me just uh, just grab something here. Okay, there's nothing showing. Okay, so if we if we just cut to here... Okay, you can see on this site, this is, uh, we don't do hardcore death or abominations, we just have a collection of animals and children, lovely, and you can see how these images are missing, right? So, when it comes to sites like this that are just distributing content, there's nothing to really report on apart from just to report the site, you know, you don't learn anything from this other than that's horrific, you know what I mean? Whereas when you look at the communities and you report and take them down, if they've got 40,000 members, that disrupts their flow. It's like taking away their HQ for a couple of weeks, you know? And they never come back as strong. Do you, do you, know, what do you know what I'm saying? So that's that's why I focus on those on that side of it all. And that was a little peek into the deep web live there. We will we will get to that. Don't you worry. So Brimmer Models gone arrested. And that's why they come back. It's, it's a horrific Not thing to think about how prevalent a business people trafficking is and how profitable and how it's become the number one criminal enterprise in the world now. Because it's a lot easier to get into that business than it is to start up a freaking cocaine empire or, 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 or something like that. It's insane. And we're in, I think it's 36 billion a year, uh, the enterprise is now, Sean. So you're saying that's bigger than the drug market then? It's much, yeah, it's, it's the number one profit in um, criminal enterprise. And I think North America, just North America is over a third of the business. So if you try and imagine wow. that North America spending over 12 billion 
in the people trafficking uh, enterprise realm each year. Is is how much of that is is Hillary Clinton responsible for? Jesus Christ. Uh, most of it, I think. I think she's got a loyalty card to the whole fucking enterprise. If I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the CEOs. I don't know if this. I'm pretty sure that's like the CEO at Starbucks having to pay for a coffee. You know, I think at this point she's uh, at the top of the pile. The, uh, do you know what? Every, every time I hear somebody, and I'm not, we're not about to delve into politics, but every time someone talks about how bad Trump is, I'm like, listen. We understand that you were dealt the, the shit sandwich situation. Would you rather eat a shit sandwich with one shit in it or two shits in it? Because Hillary was the shit sandwich with two in it. And, you know, that's all I'm saying. Just remember, your other option was Hillary Clinton. Do you know what I'm saying? And, Jesus, you could have had a dead ferret. That would have been better than Hillary Clinton. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, interesting, there is somebody who is coming on... Um, my show, and I'm sure you would have them on your show, that is currently going to Haiti uh, to sting child traffickers. She is an individual who's part of something going on where once the sale is made, the, the SWAT team effectively, open inverted commas, come in. Okay, and once she's it. done, she's going to come back and talk about it. Because that is... And believe it or not, all that time went by, I didn't realize it, so come back again for part two, I guess. Bye-bye.